Okay, why don't you be seated? I'm going to ask the five people who are getting baptized to walk this way. Uh, I said earlier that we get to hear their, their God stories. This is maybe a little bit of what their life was like before Jesus, how they met Jesus, what their life is like now. Uh, and we pray that there's no nerves in Jesus' name. Kirsten, why don't you come on? Everybody say hi, Kirsten. Hi, I'm Kirsten. There are nerves, sorry. (sighs) A few years ago, I got up on this stage, gave a testimony, got baptized. (sighs) But I am a big believer in fake it till you make it but I've been faking it for far too long, for what has felt like an incredibly long time. I had lost sight of God and his love. I would put on a smile, come to church, serve in student ministries, read my Bible, and pray. But on the flip side, I was doubting every day whether God truly loved me. I felt like I was too broken and too messed up to be loved by a perfect God. I felt worthless, ashamed, and alone. I had no idea going into Chasing God Week what the impact would be. The very first prayer and worship gathering had me sitting there wondering why I wasn't having the same encounters with God that everybody else was. I left in tears just wanting to go home, but My mom stopped me and wouldn't let me leave without getting prayer. I wasn't okay and she knew it. Thankfully, Pastor Mark's wife, Denise, prayed for me that night and slowly things started to feel a little less hopeless. The little bright spots throughout that week became a blinding light on Thursday night. Julie Yoder prayed over me and said some words that I will never forget. She said, God hears you He loves you, and he will always choose you first. I realized that although the theme for the week was chasing God, I didn't have to keep running. He was already there, waiting with open arms for me. For the rest of the week, I felt God's love without a single question of whether or not it was real or for me. I decided that week that I'm in this walk 100%, no going back. Since Chasing God Week, the first thought on my mind every morning is Jesus, and Jesus is the last thing in my mind before I go to bed each night. And I have no doubt that he loves me and that I am his for life. I have never felt more joy or peace than I have since then, and I'm proud to be up here today to declare that I am a child of God and nothing will ever steal that identity from me ever again. Praise God. Everybody say hi, Betsy. Hi, my name is Betsy, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. Um, I've, in my 60-some years, nine years, I've experienced a lot of um, problems in my life, but I battled with physical, um, emotional abuse in my marriage. Oh, you can't hear me? Oh, sorry. (laughs) 
I'm just going to follow you. <laughs> you can go all over the auditorium, and I'll just follow you around. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've also dealt with uh, the loss of my only son, Stephen. He'd be about 34 years. He'd be 34 years old, and he, would, he passed away on October 31st. And um, I'm here just to celebrate his. Well, I I not, didn't handle his uh, death very well, so um, I just want him and my mom and dad to know that I'll see you in heaven, and um, I'm looking forward to that. But um, that's something that I've really struggled with, among other things. Uh, I was brought up in a Christian family in uh, Knox, Indiana, and my mom and dad took me to, to church regularly, Sunday school and the whole bit, but I never really accepted Jesus into my life until uh, I started attending Celebrate Recovery in South Bend, and um, that's when I started in the step group and accepted Jesus into my life, and there was just some people that were really affected me positively in that group, Antia and several other my friends that are still still out there. Yeah. Um, let's see. The next thing is that um, the most important thing. I sorry. I'm nervous here, but the most important thing I've learned is that um, I've made some significant changes in my life, and I've, I've accepted Jesus, and um, I really feel the power of the Holy Spirit in this church very strongly, and I, I think I'm going to really like coming here. Yeah. Praise God. God. Everybody say hi, Jennifer. Hi, I'm Jennifer, and this is my testimony. So, so my life before Jesus was not the best. I was hanging out with the wrong people and doing the wrong things. I wasn't the best person to be around. I was scared that I was going to turn into somebody and let everyone down. I was failing school and didn't care. I was skipping church because I didn't want to end up feeling like I did something wrong. I was at Chasing God one of the nights, and I felt something telling me to go up there and forgive. I was in a fight with Mrs. Kathy at the time, and I saw her, and my body went up to her and gave her a hug, saying sorry for everything I've done. I felt a sense of freedom because I did something good for once. I thought to myself, while in that hug, I needed to be saved, and I knew I could go to Jesus. And ever since that night, I've been praying, and when I need someone to just listen, and I've not been shutting people out. Alicia. Everybody say hi, Alicia. That's not going to work, is it? Okay, we'll go a little lower. You got to step a little closer, though. Okay. There you go. I got baptized when I was seven, and I knew it was a good thing, but I didn't know what it meant like I do now. When I got in middle school, I just went through the motions and kind of put up a front. I was living in the world. When I was in seventh grade, sometimes I would get made fun of for being Christian. 
and it bothered me so much I moved schools. Fast forward to this past summer, I went to camp in my first mission trip. For the first time, I was truly on fire for Jesus. I even felt like I should move back to my old school. Since moving schools, one of my friends found Jesus and someone asked for a Bible. Jesus gave me a new friend group that has faith and I'm living for him and rededicating my life to Jesus. Praise God. Kendra, come on over. Everybody say hi, Kendra, but say it really loud. Hi. I think they like you. Okay. Ooh, okay. Growing up, I was around family members regularly who were followers of Jesus. Sometimes I would go with my grandparents to church, but I was never involved or accepting of what I was being told. There was always things going on at home, and I was never good with ex expressing myself with any emotion other than anger. This habit went on for most of my life until I gave my life to Jesus. As I got older, I had friends who went to church, and sometimes I would go with them, but I still wasn't accepting. It wasn't until recently when my friend Alicia had invited me to the wave here at the vineyard is when I decided I wanted to learn in, about God and connect with him. I started going to the wave regularly and going to service on Sundays as well as reading my Bible. I quickly grew with the Lord and I knew it was what I needed to better myself. Ever since I accepted God into my life, I have gained friendships with people at church. He has shown me the good people in my life and even the ones who are holding me back. I wouldn't be in the place I am today spiritually and mentally if it wasn't for my friend inviting me to the wave and for me to be accepting to Jesus Christ, the one who saved me. Praise God. So here's what's going to happen next. Uh, all five of them will make their way over to the baptism tank. Uh, a couple of staff members, pastors will jump in the pool with them. And uh, as they go in, we'll continue to worship. We're going to stay seated so you can sort of see what's going on. Uh, and as they go in, they'll be asked three questions. They've been asked these three questions before, but we'll ask them again. The first question is, is Jesus Christ the Savior of the world? Uh, and they've said yes before, and I'm sure they'll say yes again. And they'll be asked, is Jesus Christ your personal Savior? And they'll answer yes. And the last one sort of gets me each time. For the rest of your life, to the best of your ability, will you continue to follow Jesus? And they'll answer yes, and then we'll baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You all get to watch and cheer and clap and worship and, uh, and celebrate with what's going on in heaven. So let's pray. So Father, we join together with so many others celebrating today. God, we celebrate with heaven. We celebrate lives changed. God, what a great day. In Jesus' name, amen. No greater side. 
take your seats. We're going to move into a time of hearing some God stories or testimonies. So I'm going to ask the folks that are getting baptized to come up. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to hear about uh, a few stories of people who maybe their lives before they met Jesus was a little messy, but they met Jesus and what their lives are like now. So Megan, everybody say hi, Megan. Perfect. Hi, I'm Megan. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, so I automatically thought that was all I needed for me to be a true believer in Christ. I wouldn't pay attention in church, and I wouldn't listen to the information given to me. This went on for many years, but once I was around 14 years old, I realized that's not all it took. By that time, I thought it was too late to change my life for Jesus. I started to lose hope in my faith. I hung out with the wrong people, ignored God's signs to start over, and I even stopped caring. Not long after this, I noticed it changed. I started to feel more empty. I didn't realize how big an impact losing my life would have on me. I slowly started to go back to church, but it didn't change anything. During the third day of the Choosing God movement the church had, I felt heavy with guilt for ignoring God's wishes. Pastor Steve had a prayer circle in the middle of service, and he mentioned that he knew someone wasn't going to the circle. He described it as a bag of sand weighing you down. I knew that was me the moment he said that, and this time I didn't ignore the sign. Now I accepted Jesus as my Savior, and I'm looking forward to a life of Christianity. Okay, Becky, come on over. Everybody say hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. I've always believed in Jesus, but never really attended church on a regular basis until March of this year. Uh, for a better part of my life, I struggled with many battles. Many of the battles were difficult to overcome, and some are still a work in progress. I'm learning to let go of the past and surrender my fears to God. Sorry, I'm nervous. <laughs> but I know turning my heart over to Jesus, I can overcome anything. Since I have started attending the vineyard on a regular basis, it has brought more peace into my life. Gabe, come on over. Everybody say hi, Gabe. Hi, Gabe. Right up in there. I was born in a household where my mother was a firm believer, but my father did not care about religion. My mother raised me to be a godly man, and I had my mother... And I had never deviated from the path of being a good person. Not because it was God's way, but because it was the way my mother raised me to be. My mother kept me on that path and was always there when I needed her. Until, it wasn't until much later that I realized it was God speaking through her. It was right before 10th grade that my family left our abusive father. In 10th grade, I went to a Bible camp and it opened my eyes to all the good things God has done in my life. I rededicated my life to Jesus and promised to be the good person I have always been. Uh, for him, not just for my mother. God has blessed my life with faithful friends, a devoted family, and a loving fiance. Good job. All right, Kay, come on over. Is this the fiance? Yes. Because if it wasn't, it was going to be weird. <laughs> 
All right, step right on in. There we go. Hi, I'm Kay. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, my grandma used to take me to church. My faith was strong even after my household moved states. Despite losing my church and not going to another one, I continued to walk on God's path. It wasn't until seventh grade that I lost my faith. The people I surrounded myself were non-believers. They would ask me questions that were impossible for me to answer at the time, which made me question it myself. I fell into a large struggle afterwards, what led me to doubt it altogether. I fell into self-hatred and depression for many years. Uh, when we moved back to where my grandma lived and she tried to take me back to church, it felt wrong, like I didn't belong. But one day, <laughs> Um, I asked my then friend's mom if I could stay the night on her couch because I didn't want to go home and she said I could as long as I joined them to go to church the next day and for the first time in years I felt inspired and longed for more church. I started going to church with them, uh, devoting more and more time to him as time passed. Since dedicating myself to him I've been able to see all the glorious things he has done for me and my heart has become full of love. I thank God every day for giving me my grandma who introduced me to God's love, my future mother-in-law for reminding me how much God has done, and my fiance Gabe for encouraging me and giving me a godly man to stay by my side. All right, so we're going to invite those who are getting baptized to come on over and get ready. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to move back into worship, but uh, we're going to keep you guys seated so you can see what's going on. We'll, we'll have things uh, on the screens as well. And as they come up and enter the baptismal, each uh, individual will be, will be asked three questions. And so I just want to give you a, a heads up what these three questions are. The first is, and they've answered these before, but the first question is, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world? And they've answered yes, uh, and I, I assume they're going to answer yes again. And uh, they'll ask the second question, do you believe that Jesus is your personal Savior? And then the third question, which I really like, is for the rest of your life, to the best of your ability, will you follow Jesus? And they'll answer yes, and then we'll baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. And so that's what's going to happen. Uh, let's pray for them before the baptism starts. So let's pray. So Father, we thank you for the lives that are changed. And we celebrate this morning with what heaven is doing as it looks down and sees life change because of Jesus. We celebrate in Jesus' name. Amen.
Take a seat, and we're going to hear from three folks who are getting baptized this morning. They're going to share their God story a little bit about what their life may have been like before Jesus and then what it looks like now. So I'm going to invite Bella. Come on up, Bella. Everybody say hi, Bella. Are you nervous? Yes. Don't be. They won't bite. Are you going to bite? No, they're fine. Go ahead. I grew up in a Christian household. My parents and my sisters are Christian. We went to school about every Sunday. Even though I grew up in a Christian household, I I didn't still make the right choices. I would sometimes disobey my parents, but I grew up to know that I loved Jesus. Through the bad and good times, he would always be by my side. When I got older, I went to Camp Rayburn. About the second time I went there, I had a counselor, Leah. And one night, I went up to her and asked her if she could help me accept Jesus into my heart. She immediately said yes with a smile on her face. After that, I felt so good. I just felt like I took 50 pound weight off my shoulders. Last year, I went to a concert for Jamie Kimmett. After the concert, I went home and realized that not every Christian grew up being in a Christian house. I started coming to the vineyard about three, four years ago. When I saw that I could get baptized, I really wanted to, so I did, and here, I'm, here I am now. 
That's my story on how I met Jesus. Good job. All right, Michaela, come on over. Everybody say hi, Michaela. My life before Jesus was a mess. I didn't know what to do with my time, so I was thinking of wrong things to do for attention. I was jealous to see my sister go to church with her friends, but one day I got to go, and I realized that I needed to change my life was of doing things. I needed to change my life in the way I was doing things. I got baptized at the church I was going to at the time. I started following God and lost, and then got lost in other things in life and pushed God away. I was more angry and wanted to be alone. I wasn't, it wasn't until recently my mom made me realize that I needed to change completely and that is why I'm getting baptized to spend the time with Jesus who was waiting for me to follow him. Aren't we glad that God is a God of second chances? Whoa. All right, Sam. Everybody say hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. What's up, everybody? My name's Sam. Um, I've had trouble sharing my testimony over the years because I've had trouble breaking my life into those clear categories of what life was like before Jesus, what it was like when I encountered him, and what it was like after living for Jesus. I've been inspired by those testimonies where people had pivotal encounters with God that were clear transformational moments between their old life and new life but I've had trouble honestly representing my life in that way. Um, and those testimonies have sometimes made me a little insecure um, and kept me from this moment. Um, so I'm grateful that I was baptized as an infant and raised in the church, but while I can always remember some level of relationship with Jesus, I can also remember levels of disobedience or sin that needed repentance in every life stage. Um, recently, God's been asking me for complete surrender, and he's been showing me the ways that I've been unwilling to surrender, baptism being one of those. Um, I want to be obedient because I know God wants me to follow all of his commands, not just the ones I'm comfortable with. So, Father, I eagerly desire all of the gifts and fruit of the Spirit, and I pray that baptism is a dying to myself and that it's honoring to you. Amen. So here's what's going to happen. The three of you, if you can walk down and walk towards the baptismal on the side of the auditorium, as they prepare to get baptized, uh, there'll be a couple of staff, Pastor Keith will be in there as well, and they'll ask each person three questions as they uh, are baptized. And we've asked these questions of them before, but here's the three questions. The first question is, do you believe that Jesus is the savior of the world? And they've answered yes before, and I'm assuming they'll answer yes again. And then they'll uh, be asked, is Jesus your personal savior? And they'll answer yes. And then the last question, which is a question I really enjoy, is uh, for the rest of your life, to the best of your ability, will you follow Jesus? And they'll answer yes, and then we'll baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's what's going to happen. Let's pray for them before they get baptized. So let's pray. So Father, we thank you for the lives that are changed. And God, we, uh, we celebrate this morning, as I'm sure they're celebrating in heaven as they look down and see and hear the power of Jesus in individual lives. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come as we celebrate. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. You can be seated as the baptisms are happening and we'll continue to be in worship. take a seat. We're going to move into a time of uh, God stories, we call them around here, or testimonies of what God has been doing in someone's life uh, for those who are about to be baptized. So I'm going to invite them up on the stage. Come on up. And the first person we're going to hear from is Brianna. Everybody say Brianna. It's Brianna, everybody. Hello. So I grew up in the church in a Christian household. I would say that I was a Christian, but I wasn't following Jesus. My life was a mess. I was depressed, had a victim mentality, and I was addicted to pornography. 
I was angry and trying to fit in with the world. I met God at Chasing God. I went to be prayed for, and next thing I knew, I was screaming. I was crying and just could not stop screaming. I started babbling, and that's how Anne Huffman found me. She just started praying and laying hands on me. I didn't know what was happening, but I do now. God was healing me and casting demons out. After chasing God, I was still struggling with porn. I finally went for a healing prayer. After the healing prayer, Jesus opened my eyes that the only way to stop my addiction was to trust him and give it to him. Jesus saved me and changed my life. Now I am almost a year without porn. <laughs> I am no longer a slave to depression. I am not a victim. I am a child of God. Praise God. All right, everybody say hi, Nevaeh. My name is Nevaeh. Being bullied brought me to Christ. I am a special needs and have had a lot of troubles within myself, hating myself for how God made me. This way, now I want to thank God for making me this way and help others that are bullied for being different and help others that are special needs too, like me. Praise God. Great job. Everybody say hi, Wesley. a fan club out there. Yeah. I grew up in a Christian home, but I was living two different lives, home in church and school, or when family wasn't around. At church, many times I heard, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one of the other or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And every time I know that was me living lukewarm. At Chasing God, I heard again, and I realized that I need to be that I need to be me, the Christian me, the only me. That night, I prayed and read God's word. Since then, I now have a true relationship with the Lord, and now there is only one me. Everybody say hi, Amber. Hi, Amber. Hi. I stand before you all as a sinner, an adulterous wife, a liar, selfish, prideful, but with a broken heart that only wanted to be loved and cared for. God knows me and he knows my heart and I've been suffering from heartache for too long. Two Fridays ago during Chasing God, I ended up having a panic attack. I started shaking uncontrollably as I sobbed over my recently failed marriage, forced to live back home with my mother and my three of the four kids. As I get my fourth child, only a few hours that I can because I'm just stepmom. I had to make a choice that day. 
either admit myself because I wanted to die as I watched my life fall apart, or run back to God. I can see an image now at the end of this path I'm on, but it's different somehow. This path no longer leads me toward another man or something else to distract me from God. I'm now seeing myself, only she's different. She looks like me, but seems to radiate a feeling I've never felt before. I fear to trust it, but it's calling me like a mother to a child. It's keeping me in wonder and wanting to know more, and I'm approaching it with care. I realize that I wasn't fighting for my relationship with Jesus, but for someone else hoping they'd just bring me along. I am no longer leaning on anyone or anything other than God to pull me through this time of my life. I sat and waited too long and refused to surrender my earthly desires. I was building up a life for myself and not a life for Jesus and what God wanted it to be. Jesus is now carrying my cross because I was too scared to jump, too scared to trust, too scared to try something new and leave my old life behind. Today I stand before you as a daughter of God now and trusting in him to continue his work in me. And I have a story to share because it doesn't end here. I'm finding hope, comfort, and confidence in him and him alone for the first time. Praise God. I sort of want to cry, but I'm not going to. Uh, so I'm going to invite those who are getting baptized to come on this side of the auditorium. As they prepare to be baptized, I want to share one other thing. Uh, we'll be baptizing a special, special needs individual that I met with uh, just a few weeks ago. His name is Sean. He's over there. Uh, Sean's amazing. And as I met Sean and his family, uh, I asked him a really basic question. Do you love Jesus? And he looked at me. And he said, clears that, yes. And in that simple form, he answered like a child would answer. I, I just knew it was time, and so he wanted to be baptized as well. So we'll do that on the floor. Hopefully you'll be able to see it on the screens. Just wanted to give you that heads up. As each one of them, uh, the rest of them, get ready to be baptized, we're going to ask them three questions. They've heard these three questions before. The first one is, do you love, or I'm sorry, the first one is, uh, is Jesus Christ the Savior of the world? They answered yes. They'll be asked, is Jesus Christ your personal savior? And they've answered yes. Previously, they'll answer yes again. And then they'll, they'll be asked, for the rest of your life, to the best of your ability, will you follow Jesus? And they'll answer yes. Then we'll baptize each one. So with that, let's pray as we get ready to baptize these folks. So Father, we thank you for lives changed, for stories rewritten. God, we see how you've been pursuing them and how you pursue us, and we thank you and we celebrate with heaven in these baptisms. In Jesus' name, amen.